Hello and welcome to the High on Health podcast, where we deep dive into the fascinating world of gut health and everything in between. This is Dina Selina and I am your host. I am a registered nutritionist and on a mission to empower and educate people to achieve better health and happiness. If you want to thrive in life, you are in the right place. But before we dive in, here's a quick reminder that information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute because this week, this last few weeks actually, have been so incredibly busy. I obviously have launched Healthy Gut Academy is finally out there and I've been working 14, 16 hour days to get everything out and ready and is out there now and I'm so excited and I'm so proud of it but holy F, it's been a journey. I don't know if you know, but I spent over a year creating this, not obviously fully every single day, but it's taken me a year. I put probably in over a thousand hours, if not more into it. So it is comprehensive, it is probably the best thing I've ever created and I'm super proud of it. And I can't wait to see all the results that my students are going to get. It's going to be incredible. Essentially what it is, if if you're first time listening to this podcast, Healthy Gut Academy is a online course that teaches you how to heal your gut and is using exactly the same method, the same practices I do for my clients, but I'm teaching you how you can do them yourself. And the reason why I'm doing this because I want to help more people as well. I want it to be more accessible to everyone to do it as well. This should become a knowledge. This should be something everyone knows. And I know that everyone can't, or people who needs it, or everyone even, can't even afford a nutritionist because we are expensive. Uh, our services are expensive. Uh, especially my service is a specialized service. But I want more people to be able to heal their gut, improve their health and become healthier. And this is why I created the course. I'm literally teaching you everything, how you can do it yourself. And it's for a fraction of the price of hiring me as a nutritionist as well. So it's a win-win for everyone. Enrollments closes on Tuesday, the 7th of November. So I'm not sure what day you're listening to this, but if it's before 7th of November, you got a few hours, a few days, I don't know, to enroll. And the doors won't open again until next year. I don't know when. I want to improve it. I want to get some feedback. I'm going to add some more bonuses. So if you're on the fence, if you're like, hmm, should I join Healthy Guy Academy or should I wait? Do it now because the price will increase next time I launch it. And you will get those free updates regardless if you sign up now, if you enroll before the doors closes. So if this is something you're like, this sounds like something I need. If you want to take charge of your health, and it doesn't matter if it's gut issues, skin issues, autoimmune conditions, and mental health, low mood, anxiety, low motivation, all those kinds of things, I'll teach you how to heal it in Healthy Gut Academy. But enough about that, because I've been talking about Healthy Gut Academy so much. And in this episode, I wanted to touch on a little bit more about the root causes of gut issues. And there is four... I want to talk about in particular and a few other ones but the four in particular but before we go into that I want to tell you my latest health obsession because I realized I didn't do that in the last episode and I want to do that for every single episode okay 
And my latest health obsession has been cold showers. And it's quite funny, okay? Because it's getting cold outside. <laughs> Normally, that's something you probably do when it's like, oh, the, you know, the temperature's getting warmer and you, you know, you want to do something that's a little bit like out there or it feels a bit hard, but you probably don't want to do that when the winter is coming. But I'm, I've been loving, guys, I've been loving the cold showers. And it's actually so easy as soon as you get into it. And I obviously, I tell all my clients to do uh, cold, cold water therapy, as you would call it. And it's not like, you do not have to go in the shower. It has to be cold. And you literally just do the whole shower cold. That's not how you need to do it, okay? You can get benefits from a cold shower. It doesn't have to be ice cold. You can get benefits from a cold shower just doing 20 seconds, right? 20 seconds. That's easy. If you can hear that, that's my dog eating her dinner. I apologize. But I see Blair, my boyfriend, he loves a cold plunge and he's been doing them religiously the last few months, I think, especially like training for the World Cup and so on. He's just like, it's the best way to start your day. You get so much energy and, you know, and I, you, and obviously when you're in a relationship, you kind of get like, what's the word for it? You get influenced, right? I find that when you you start to mirror the person you're with or you get influenced, if one person started doing something that's nice or good or even like you, and yeah, anything that's like, oh, that sounds good. I want to do, I want to be good as well. I want to improve myself, you know? So I started doing the cold showers and I start off like not too cold and I think about 20 seconds and now I can literally just stand in the shower on the coldest setting for as long as I want. It's honestly so easy when you get into it. So do not think it's going to be hard every single time. Obviously, if you go in an ice bath, that's going to be harder. But just having, just doing a cold shower, start with 20 seconds, start with 10 seconds. And with a hot water, it's absolutely fine. You do not need to start on cold and finish on cold. So what I do, I go in the shower, I turn it really hot. So it gets like too hot. And then I simply just do take a deep breath. And then I go on cold. Then, And then I just take deep breaths. And then eventually it just becomes like fine. And I probably stand there for maybe like a minute, minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Uh, and then I turn it back on hot again and then it feels too warm. But when you just go out the shower and you feel so refreshed and honestly do it. If you haven't done it, just start doing it. The first few times a little bit hard, but it's not that hard. And remember, it's just a short amount of time. It's not like you're standing there for 10 minutes or five or 10 minutes. It's just a couple of minutes. Start for 30 seconds, 20 seconds. You got this. Trust me, it's worth it. But let's dive into the topic of today's podcast. I want to talk about the four root causes of gut issues, okay? And this might surprise you because you probably expect me to talk about dysbiosis, leaky gut, and so on. And that's not what I'm going to speak about because what you have to remember, and I talked about this in the previous episode, and this is why I want to dive a little bit deeper because I just felt like I was too brief in the previous episode. So I want to dig a bit deeper in this. So if you develop gut issues, if you develop dysbiosis, if you develop leaky gut, 
that has to be de developed somehow. It just doesn't happen. So essentially, the root cause is what made that develop in the first place. Okay, and what is that? So let me talk you through them. So number one, eating in a stress state, okay? You might think, what? The way I eat can cause dysbiosis? One hell of a yes. So if you eat in a stress state, right? Say you're on the go, you don't have time uh, to eat, sit down and eat your food, you're angry, you're stressed, your boyfriend has pissed you off, your mum is annoying, whatever it is, and you eat. That can lower enzyme production by up to 50%. 50%, guys. That's huge, okay? So what does that mean? You eat in a stress state, your body won't be able to do its job properly. Your gut won't be able to break down the foods properly because it can't produce enough enzymes for it to break it down. What happened? The food becomes indigested. The food doesn't get broken down. What happened to foods that's not broken down properly when it goes through your intestines? It ferments and that can cause the perfect environment for bad bacteria, for pathogens to thrive, okay? So this is one of the reasons why you can develop dysbiosis by just eating in the stress state. Now, I'm not saying that alone is one root cause because it's normally a combination of all the four. Because the second one is eating too fast. Okay, that's number two. Number two is eating too fast. So what happens when you eat too fast? You won't chew your food properly. What happens when you don't chew your food properly? Yeah, it goes down to your gut. It won't be able to break it down properly because it's not in the, in the paste it's supposed to be and it's making it harder for your digestive system to break it down properly. What does that result in? The food's getting fermented and again, creating the most amazing environment for pathogens to thrive. That's number two. And then number three is not chewing enough. And that kind of goes hand in hand with eating too fast, right? But then again, you can eat in a relaxed state and not chew enough as well. Like if, say, if you just like take a mouthful, chew it a couple times and swallow it, then you could probably chew it about 15, 20 more times. That as well is just putting too much pressure on your digestive system. So these three things, eating in a stressed state, eating too fast, and not chewing your food properly can cause dysbiosis because there's a way we're meant to eat. And if we don't do that, that's when problems can happen, okay? So that's why it's so important to eat in a relaxed state, to chew your food properly and not eat too fast. So how does that look like? That looks like, okay, you sit down, imagine you're a little bit stressed or maybe you're like overthinking or maybe you're dis distracted looking at your phone or the TV or whatever. You know what you can do? You can hum. You can hum for 30 seconds. That will stimulate your vagus nerve and that will put you in a, in a relaxed state. Now, that's one thing you can do. You can also take three deep breaths before you eat. You 
you try to do that and tell me that you don't get relaxed. It honestly, it just, it does something to you. The, the breath work, incredible. Something you should do every single day. And what better time to do it is before you start eating, when you, before you sit down for a meal. You heard it here, folks. So, okay, you sit down, you take your th- three deep breaths, or you do some humming, or even singing. That stimulates the vagus nerve as well. You take your first bite. What do you do? You make sure that you chew your food to paste. Okay, you can count. What you would want to aim for is 30 to 40 chews. Is that how you say it? That obviously depends on the type of food you're eating as well. Like pasta versus steak will be quite different, you know. But I know that counting your chews is not that, doesn't sound that appealing. So just make sure that as soon as you feel like your food has been completely broken down, is is turned into a paste, it feels like a paste in your mouth, then you swallow it. Okay, I need to rewind because we kind of missed a step. So what you do, you take three deep breaths, you take your bite, and what do you do after taking your bite? You put your fork down, you put your spoon down, okay? Do not eat too fast. So let me rewind. You take your deep breaths. You put your body in a relaxed state. You sit away from distractions. No phone, no TV. You're in a relaxed state. You take a bite. You put your fork down, your food down, your spoon down, your knife down, whatever you like to eat with. You chew your food to paste. You take your time. You enjoy the flavors. You're... You're creating, you are doing a ritual. You're enjoying this piece of meal, this piece of steak, this egg, this pizza, whatever it is that you're enjoying, whatever it is that you're eating, you are tasting every bit of flavor in that. And what do you do afterwards? You swallow and then you take your fork, your spoon, your pizza back in your mouth and you just do that same again. Really take your time eating the food. Eating is not supposed to be a sprint. It's a marathon. Like how cliche that is that, but that's how you should look at it. You should take your time. The thing is as well, when your body is full, it will tell you. But if you eat too quickly, if you eat too fast and you, you don't chew your food enough, that will mess up the signal between your brain and your gut telling you it's full and that means you can eat too many calories as well so if you want the best weight loss tip is just to eat a lot slower because your body will tell you when it's full okay so let's recap the three there is four i'm gonna go to the fourth uh, in a minute but the three reasons or the three real root causes of dysbiosis of gut issues are number one eating in a stress state number two eating too fast and number three not chewing properly and these all go hand in hand and that's three things you can take away today so if you're listening to this episode this podcast at before dinner guess what you're doing at dinner you are eating in a relaxed state you are chewing your food and you are eating slowly you're enjoying every single bite of whatever you're having for dinner okay now even like how simple is that the thing is people forget the basic needs to be a human and live healthy and be live like optimally and these are like the smallest things that 
has such a big impact in your health and it's something you can do right away and you will feel the difference as well. Believe me, your bloating will be gone or be less. You won't feel an indigestion. You might not even get like the heartburn or acid reflux. It will improve your bowel movements as well. Another thing that can happen if you eat too quickly, if you eat in a stress state, if you don't chew your food, that will slow down motility, meaning you become constipated. So if that's something you struggle with, take these tips and actually use them because it will make a difference. And don't forget to just write it down somewhere if you if you're the person that's very forgetful. But what is the last one? And this one I think is probably I think they're all equally important, but this one I think a lot of people get wrong. I think majority of the population get wrong. And that is snacking in between meals. Okay. You cannot, and I repeat, you cannot snack in between meals. We are not meant to snack in between meals. And let me explain to you why. Because your gut has its own cleanup system. It has its own housekeeper, okay? What your housekeeper does, your gut keeper, let's call it that, it makes sure that after you've eaten, if there's any toxins, if there's any undigested foods, if there's any bacteria, any pathogens, anything that's not supposed to be in your gut, it comes in and swoops it away. Okay, and this gut keeper is called the migrating motor complex. And essentially what it is, it's a cleansing wave and it takes away everything that's not supposed to be there after you've eaten. Now, with a migrating motor complex, it only kicks in about 90 to 120 minutes after a meal. So it means it kicks in when you're in the fasted state. Now, if you have your breakfast and then two hours later, you're like, oh, you know, I'm a bit peckish. I'll have an apple. Guess what happens? Your migrating motor complex may have started, but as soon as you eat, it stops. It will not be able to remove the toxins, the bacteria, the pathogens, the undigested foods away from your gut because you have stopped it by snacking. And this is a really big problem. This is a massive problem, in fact, uh, for dysbiosis. Because what happens if you can't clean your house? It gets dirty. It gets infected. Pests will start to infiltrate. Mold will grow. You know, everything will just become worse. And that's exactly what happens in your gut as well. Imagine you not cleaning your house for a year, two years, three years, imagine the dirt, imagine how it's going to look like, imagine the smell. And that's exactly what happens in your gut if you snack in between meals, because you won't allow your housekeeper, your gut keeper to clean out what's not supposed to be there. And this is why this is so important, because what happens you can develop dysbiosis. And I think, honestly, I think this is probably one of the biggest contributor to dysbiosis because everyone snacks. Everyone loves to snack. We are being told to snack. We've been told, eat six times per day. How many different snack bars and snacks are being sold and advertised to us? 
This is honestly a crime for our gut. Like we need this migrate motor complex to happen. And even if you drink like a calorie drink, say like a coffee with milk, like a flat white, that will inhibit MMC. Chewing gum will inhibit MMC. So there's so many different things that will inhibit it. So it's so important that between meals, ideally three to five or four, yeah, three to five hours between meals that you only drink water for this housekeeper, for this gut keeper to actually take charge and clean up what's not supposed to be there. I don't know if this surprised you or not. If you're interested in learning more about the migrating motor complex, the MMC, you can just do a Google search and it will tell you exactly what I just told you here. And it's not being talked a lot about in the health space. I don't think I've seen, I've probably seen two, two? I've probably seen two health coaches talk about the migrating motor complex. Like how many health coaches or nutritionists have told you, oh, you should eat six times per day to lose weight because it improves your metabolism? Bullshit. It does not. And it also fucks your gut up. So let me recap completely. The four main root causes of gut issues are one, eating in a stressed state, two, eating too fast, three, not chewing your food to paste, and four, snacking in between meals. Those four things, those four things is the ultimate combination for our gut issues. If this, if you feel familiar in this and you're like, oh, I'm bloated all the time and I have this issue and this issue, this is what caused it. Now, there are a few other things as well that can cause dysbiosis or gut issues. Food poisoning is another one. If you ever went to Bali and you got Bali belly and never really felt that well afterwards, that can also cause dysbiosis. If you ever swam in lakes or not so clean areas, that can cause it. If you have pets, cats, you know, live on a farm, that can cause it. And especially, okay, so especially with like being in nature or being with pets or cats, whatever, your gut, your immune system has the ability to heal itself and get rid of the pathogens. But if your immune system is weakened, that's when problems arise as well. And this is why it's always so important to make sure we are always looking after our health, looking after our immune system. And to make sure that your gut, your immune system has all the tools and resources it needs to keep you healthy. And of course, sometimes, you know, we get ill. It's completely normal, it's completely fine. But that's even more important to not take any medication that suppresses our immune system or B, eat foods that causes inflammation or suppresses our immune system. And that's probably a whole other podcast we're gonna talk about. But remember, your gut has all, everything it needs to heal itself, but you need to make sure it is in the right environment for it to do so. And that's where we, as population, are ter- terrible at doing. So what I want you to do after listening to this podcast, next time you eat, please do some humming, do some singing, have positive thoughts. If you feel it like yourself becoming stressed... Take a deep breath or many. Do some breath work. It's important not to be in the stress state, especially before eating. 
Remember to put down your fork, your spoon or your food down on the plate after eating, after taking the bite, okay? And remember to chew your food to paste, okay? Count if you want 20, 30, 40 times or just make sure it's like a paste in your mouth and swallow. And when you finish your meal, wait at least three hours, ideally five, four is also good, but at least three hours before you have your next meal. Now, if you say to me, Dina, I cannot wait three hours to my next meal, I get starving so quickly after I've eaten, or I get starving after two hours. Well, then you have to think of what your what your meals consist of because they're obviously not that good on satiety levels. So you need to up your protein, up your fats and lower those carbohydrates um, and to make sure you, you're actually feeding your body the right nutrients as well. Because when we're hungry, it's not always the calories your body wants, it's also the nutrients, okay? So you can do this. You can do this. This is one of the most basic things we need to do to be healthy, to live healthy, to be optimal, you know, have optimal health. And they're so simple. And the stuff you can do today and tomorrow and for the rest of your life, like just make sure this is a habit of yours. I just want to say as well, though, of course, sometimes we want to snack. We want to watch a movie and we want to snack on popcorn for two hours. That's fine. You're not going to do that every single day. I just wanted to make sure that you do this for the majority of your meals, like your day-to-day life. And of course, if you watch um, a movie once a week and eat popcorn for two hours, that's fine. I allow that. That's fine. We need to live. We need to feed the soul as well, okay? It's not about being perfect. It's about making sure we've got all the basic needs to become healthy and be healthy. Okay, that was a lot of information. Listen to this again and take notes if you want. Or even better, enroll in Healthy God Academy because stuff like this is what we speak about. I teach you and I go into even more further detail with uh, how to eat, how not to eat, what to eat, what not to eat, supplements, gut issues, everything that you need to know. Everything you need to know is in Healthy God Academy. Okay. It is Friday for me and I hear a ribeye shouting my name and I think I will leave this at that. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope the next one will be soon to come. I haven't decided on the topic just yet. So I do have a list of topics I want to talk about, but if you have something you want me to talk about, discuss, let me know, send me a DM on Instagram. My DMs are always open for conversations, for questions. I'm here to help, okay? I'm here to help. I want to help. So whatever you're doing, enjoy the rest of your day, morning, evening, and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of High on Health. If you enjoyed today's episode or found it helpful, Please share this episode on Instagram or any other social media platform and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you enjoyed our chat today, please leave me a review as it helped me reach more people with this message. Until next time, stay curious, stay healthy and keep that gut feeling good.